everyone. Welcome back to the Powell Podcast. Glad you guys all came back. Excited to get the second season going. Uh, Ryan kicked it off with a good one with Amy and Sarah. And we got a good one here for you today. It was Cole Guthrie out of Nashville. He's doing some good things and some sharing some good information. Hope you enjoy. Thanks. Hey everyone, welcome back to the PAL podcast. Uh, we got Cole Guthrie here today. He has three stores in the Nashville area. And just, uh, I met Cole out at the Pinnacle Conference out in Vegas. Talked to him a little bit out there and uh, wanted to get him on the, the PAL podcast. How's it going, Cole? It's going pretty good. And yourself? Doing well, doing well. Just enjoying the nice fall, finally. Um, Absolutely. I, w- I would say the craziness is over, but it's... Uh, we're used to the craziness, at least here. I don't know. How about you? How 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 was your uh, spring and summer? <laughs> yeah, everything. Obviously, it's been 2020 has been been quite a year. It's uh, but it does seem like it's becoming the new normal. So we're we're kind of getting used to it. Exactly. What are you uh, What are you running at? How much are, are have you been up the last couple months? So we're still trending uh, year to date. We're up about 25 percent. Um, September uh, is up about 40%. So we had a little decline in, in late July, August. Yeah. I say decline, but let's be honest, it's <laughs> it's any, uh, pretty phenomenal other, what we've seen. But Yeah, any other year we're, we're high-fiving each other over those kind of percentage <laughs> up, right? <laughs> right, right, yes. And, uh, and, uh, and now we're like, oh, 20%, come on. <laughs> so That's good, that's great. Um so Won't you tell us a little bit about a little bit about you, how you got into uh into hardware and uh your stores? Uh so I'm a third generation. Uh we've been in our, our main store. Uh we opened in nineteen fifty one. So I'm a little bit unique. Uh both sets of my grandparents were in the harbor business. Uh, and that's actually how my parents met. So it's uh it's definitely in the family blood, that's for sure. So we're uh been in business for almost 70 years now. Um, I came into the business in 2004, so 16 years. We had one store at that time. Uh, branched out to second store in 2008. Um, and then in 2018, I bought my parents out and opened our third location. Awesome. So I've been uh, been in the business for about uh, 16 years now. Gotcha. Did you go to school for a different degree like did you go to school for something else or did you go right into the business out of out of high school or no i did i I went to school i'm actually the youngest of three um and my older two brothers actually came into the business right after high school uh and i I swore that i wasn't going to get into the family business but then two years of college got me uh (laughs) saying you know what that's not for me so um i uh dropped out of school and came into the family business and uh 16 years later, it's just me left. The other two are, are not in the family business anymore. So um, actually, one of my brothers owns a store, um, and another one's uh, with one of our competitors. Oh, really? So yeah. is it because you, you scared them off, or was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, it was a lot of different factors. Obviously, working with families um, yeah, a challenging thing. But uh, now it was... Um, it was just right timing for the right things, and, you know, the one brother that left, um, it was good timing for him. He actually worked for Ace Corporate for a little bit, and then he's on, He's with Tractor Supply now. But uh, gotcha. the other one had the opportunity to buy a store, and, you know, he and I don't have the same goals, so it was perfect for him to go run a single store and for me to, you know, stay in the multi-unit and right. continue gotcha. to grow. Now, you also have, you, you guys signed up for the Ace Handyman service, haven't you? How's that going? Correct. Yeah, what you tell us about it's that? It's going good. Um, it's it's going good. We were actually the first retailer to open, uh, and we opened back in May of this year. So um, definitely one of those things that uh, was nerve-wracking, um, opening a handyman service during the middle of a, a pandemic. Um, <laughs> you know, for us, it was kind of like, well, you know, we've got our ducks in a row and we're ready to go. We might as well go ahead and do it. So um, I'll tell you, it's a um, it's a great model. Um it was it was something that you know we knew in the Nashville market and and there's a lot of markets that need a premium handyman service like that and um there wasn't one here um so I reached out and started talking to them back in the winter and um 
worked out perfect for us. We did a little restructuring and brought one of our store managers over to, to run the handyman service and <clears throat> found our first craftsman real easy and so we decided to go ahead and open up the doors. So um, we opened back in May. So we've we've completed our fourth month. We've now got three craftsmen um, and running pretty smooth. Um, it's a great system. It's a great time with what we've got going on in the harbor business. You know, we hear it every day. My managers tell me all the time, hey, we're giving away business card after business card or business card every single day of somebody to do this, somebody to do that. And um, now we get to keep it internal and, and uh, take care of that customer ourselves. And uh, how does how, like how does the model work? I know a little bit, I and mean, they came out to the PAL conference summit that we had in uh, October of last year. That was like almost a year ago already. Um, mm-hmm. So how did like how do you guys make money off it? I guess what's the how's the how's the whole thing work? So the the way the system works, and and I got to give a lot of credit to Annabelle and his team and and what they've created over the last twenty plus years. Um, the way that they um, schedule calls, don't do estimates. I mean, literally the the selling feature to it is when a customer calls us, number one, we answer the phone. We use an answering service uh, if we're not in the office, uh, but we've got a designated person that answers the phone, so we answer the phone. It gets answered no matter what, which is your number one complaint you hear from most handyman or construction guys is yeah. they don't answer the phone. Um, so that's the first thing that's a, that's a premium service. The second thing that's that's nice about it is we don't have to go on site to do an estimate. Um, everything is done on that one phone call. So a 10 to 15 minute phone call, and the office manager literally can quote an estimated hourly um, projection on how long it'll take to do a certain project or a to-do list, um, whether it's a punch list around the house or you know, doing a kitchen backsplash. She has a calculator she uses, and, and of course she's <clears throat> gotten away from that a lot because she knows the guys and kind of what they do, but um, she estimates a timeout, books out, um, looks at the schedule, and, and schedules that that job during a 10- to 15-minute phone conversation. And that's one of the things that I've heard the most from our customers is the fact that, you know, I called on Monday, and they were out Thursday morning to complete my project. Mm. And with most contractors, by Thursday, if you call on Monday, they hadn't returned your call yet. Um, you know, and it, it, nonetheless, I mean, if you wait on, you know, the one-man show, the guy you get off Craigslist or Facebook or wherever, he, um, he's he got to come out, give you a quote, you've got to respond to the quote, and then he's got to book you out. So you're looking at, you know, 10 days, two weeks before you can ever get the job completed with us. It's three to four days turnaround time. Uh, and so what what we've done and the model we've taken is when we get to five days out, we hire another craftsman so that we're always, uh, you know, three to five days on, on booking a job. So it's a, it's a good model. Um, it's a premium service. Our guys are, they fit the same culture as the harbor side. So it's that helpful, helpful nature. Um, you know, they're in a company vehicle. It's wrapped. Um, it's ours. They work for us. We don't sub it out. Um, they're in a uniform. They've got a collared shirt on. It's tucked in. They're doing everything. Um, the craftsman will actually, the night before a job, he actually calls the customer, introduces himself, says, talks about the project they may be working on, um, and then the next morning when they um, get in route to that customer's home, they they hit a button on the app, and it actually sends a text message to that customer with a picture of the craftsman and says, I'm in route, and I should be there in 15 minutes. And so basically when the craftsman shows up, the consumer has already talked to them on the phone. They've seen a picture of them. They know exactly what they look like. And they show up in all the, you know, the Ace-branded stuff, and the rapport is already built. So that that customer already trusts us and and trusts everything that we're going to do. That's cool. Uh, Have you had any, like, pushback from your other, like, craftsmen that used to hand their card out? Well, I tell you, we worried about that, but I have not heard anything from them um, as far as that goes. Now, it may have been timing the fact that they're not doing as much business right now just simply because of everything that's going on. But uh, in all honesty, we quickly jumped to being the number one account at our main location where we put that office at (laughs) because we're buying all the product from the store at retail. At retail, Um, yeah. And so, therefore, 
that's our number one account. I mean, I hate to be this way, but I almost really don't care about that one handyman who was spending, you know, 800 or 1000 bucks a month with me because um, we're now spending three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month, and it's, wow. you know, going to quickly grow um, with each craftsman. You know, it, it tends to be between 1500 and 2000 a month per craftsman. Um, so that's how much money they're spending in the stores, and, you know, it's coming right there at retail. We're making the margin on both sides. You're talking small projects, right? We're talking fixing toilets and that kind of stuff. Nothing, nothing huge, right? Right. It's it's nothing massive. Um, we're not doing anything inside the wall. No plumbing, electrical. No, we're not licensed there. No HVAC. Um, but you know, we'll do um, we'll do a bathroom remodel, tile work, replace a vanity, replace a toilet, that kind of thing. Um, but I'll tell you the the oddest thing to me is the fact of how many gutters we've cleaned out. I look on the schedule and I'm like, we're people are paying us a hundred dollars an hour to clean their gutters out. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's kind of shocking, but it tells you that you know, in this day and age, the folks that have the money don't want to spend their day off doing it. Right. They'd rather pay somebody to do it that they can trust and have them come out and take care of that. So it's it's been a good model and it's it's worked. Um, and you know, we're excited to see where it grows. We're um, you know, in the month, uh, I think GM's trying to get uh, a fourth or fifth fourth and fifth craftsman hired on uh before october wow so that we'll have five craftsmen in october that's crazy that's a lot it's uh it's a whole nother thing isn't it it is a different animal you know i talked to um when i first talked to um colette andy's um andy's wife about the franchise she told me you're going to spend between 15 and 20 percent on marketing and uh after I sat down and said, what do you mean 15% on marketing? And um, she said, yeah, you're going to spend that. And and now knowing we we are having to spend quite a bit of money on marketing, but, um, you know, the the return is, is so much greater than it is on the hardware side. Now, obviously, we're not doing the revenue that the hardware does, but um, right. it, it is a it's, a, it's a greater return with no overhead and, and um, you know, five people on the payroll. So it's... Um, it is a little different animal than what we're used to. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's interesting. All right, let's get back. Let's get back to the the hardware side here. Um, what you tell? How did how did COVID treat you <laughs> to start with? What are did you guys shut down completely? What uh, what went on when that first happened? Now we've we've been open um, the entire time. We two of our stores are in Metro Nashville, so within Davidson County, where you know. Um, the the majority of the cases have been, you know, in the area. Our third location is about 40, 40 miles south of there. So, in fact, in, in that location, in that county, uh, they haven't had much problems with it at all. Uh, the case mm-hmm. count's been very low, and there hadn't even been a mass mandate in that county. And, I mean, there's really not much going on down there with, with COVID. But what with us, we, we did shorten our hours um Back, I think it was in middle March. Uh, I think when basically the the mayor shut everything down in Nashville, we decided to go to uh, split teams. We split all of our teams, uh, all of our store teams into two A and B, and uh, they worked every other day. Uh, so they worked four days this week, three days the next week, to keep. And our main focus there was if somebody does come down and uh, you know gets right. the gets it, then we don't have to shut the entire store down because they've had contact with everybody in the store. Yeah. Are you still um, so, you're still do, you're still doing the split teams now? No, we no. we went away from that because what I quickly figured out was our teams were exhausted. Um, yeah. You know, obviously running at half capacity with with teams there. Um, you know, the store managers were only allowed to be in here three or four days a week. It was hard for them to manage their people. It was just it was a challenge all across the board. I mean, obviously we're we're selling more product than we ever have before. We're getting more freight in, and and it was taking us three or four days to get freight back on the shelf. I mean, it was just yep. literally, um, we started running a team at, um, they were coming in um, at night uh, after a truck day and then coming in and had another team and they were coming in early and, and we had shortened our hours. We went to an eight to five, uh, if I recall correctly, eight to five, just to kind of help out to where they weren't working a 12 hour shift, but uh, they were just exhausted. So I think we did that for about six weeks. It may have been five weeks, right. um, and then we finally made the decision. You know, this is we can't continue to do this, or all our people are just going to leave us. 
Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it was just it was brutal um, and and challenging. So w- we did that after we kind of went away from there. I think Nashville had gone up to a phase two or a phase one and kind of um, loosened up the uh, restrictions. So we loosened up and went back to normal business hours and. And, um, you know, continue to do as much as we possibly can. Also, we had a cleaning schedule we did on a, uh, I think they had an hourly basis. They had somebody who was taking care of the cleaning checklist and, you know, doing all the things that uh, that we possibly could, you know, to keep everybody safe. Um, obviously, we picked up curbside, and we were doing delivery before, but delivery um, obviously exploded during the time. And so had to put in, we put a dedicated delivery driver um, in at all the stores just to make sure that, we could perform at uh, at a high rate and get uh, those, those deliveries out in a timely manner. So we did that, but, um, you know, it was quickly thereafter, you know, I think we were back to normal. Once we got to middle of May, we were back to normal. People were working. We were hiring like crazy to try to fill positions and, you know, get folks in here. So um, I think we hired um, 15 or 18 uh, during the month of May just to spread out between the stores and, and get some more bodies on the floor. Did you have any trouble finding anybody? You know, in all honesty, I think we had a lot of talent come to us that we never would have had before. Um, You know, I think it was actually a benefit to us. We picked up several key people that, whether they were in um, the hospitality industry or whether in, you know, in Nashville, the music industry was hit significantly. Um, So we had a lot of folks that were in that industry um, that were scrambling for work. And so we we were able to pick up a lot of good folks um, during that time, and they're still with us today. And and so it actually turned out to be a good thing for us. So you got a lot of people on your staff that can play the guitar. What you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> that's been the case forever. I mean, in all honesty, uh, you know, everybody moves to Nashville to become that big next star, and uh, they got to work. <laughs> and you know who they are because they put on their application, "I'm only available 12 to 6." Because <laughs> um, they're out there playing a bar late at night, and they got to sleep yep. in, and then they got to get back the next night and do it. So you could you could figure out real quick on their application if they're uh, you know trying to make it big in Nashville or not. Yeah, that's an interesting town. Okay, wait, since we're on this topic, uh, what famous people shop at your stores? What famous Nashville artists do you see come in? Um, oh, good grief! So um, I'm trying to think. It's a country guy. He's the tall. Big tall guy, long hair, uh, Trace, Trace Atkins, is Trace that right? Trace Atkins, yep, Trace so Atkins. He's, he's addicted to Dots Pretzels. <laughs> and he comes in once a week to our Chapel Hill store, and he buys a bag of Dots Pretzels. That's um, great. Yeah, so we've, we've had some, you know, um, Garth Brooks comes in one of our stores. He lives pretty close. Um, Kid Rock comes in every once in a while. Um, you know, so it, there's some pretty big names that come around. That's cool. I get no one famous in my stores. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what size? What size are the stores again? So they're all we're all a convenience core format. They're pretty standard stores. Um, you know, one store I've got uh, about fifteen thousand square feet, but four of it is a uh, warehouse. Um, the other store is eight thousand square feet total. And the third store is 11,000 square feet with about 9,500 to retail. Uh, So small formats. Uh, We do have an outside selling area at one of the stores, but um, we're pretty limited on our our space, so we've got to be creative. And do you niche much in anything or just pretty standard hardware overall? We're pretty standard hardware. I mean, obviously, we've got the the major brands. We've got all your your grilling stuff, Traeger Weber, Big Green Egg, um, Steel, and... You know we're we're in all those categories, um, and and so we're we're pretty pretty bland as far as our merchandise mix. We just don't have the space to put in mm-hmm. a major niche and and try to run with it. I wish we did. What's your like? What's your biggest department? Do you think? Uh, paint's number one, um, and and of course this year grilling's rivaled with it. Um, mm-hmm. They go back and forth depending on the month, but uh, those are our two biggest ones. Um, Lawn and gardens would fall on their neck. So we used to be big in the plumbing uh, department. Uh, that has fallen off um, as we've grown. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that um, 
back when uh, I say a Guthrie was on the floor when we had one location or two and there were several of us in the business, we we could sell to those contractors pretty easy and we knew them and they knew us and um, yeah. it was easy to sell to. But uh, it's a whole lot more challenging trying to get um, our our folks to have that conversation to sell water heaters or, you know, get that plumbing supply guy to come in to see us as opposed to going down the road to one of the plumbing supply houses and, and buying that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I feel the same thing in my stores. Like I, of course, we always think we're the best <laughs> at sales. <laughs> uh, right. But, you know, I feel I can go out and sell things. You know, it's you know, one of my talents, so I'm good talking to people, and a lot of retailers are. Um, you know, the question is how you teach that to other people or just be able to accept where they're at, you know. It's right. definitely a, a leadership challenge being able to be like, am I okay with 85% uh, or less, you know, on their sales skills and mm-hmm. and, and let me work on the business? What, uh, what right, your, that was – go ahead. That was a major challenge when we jumped. And I'll tell you, when we went from one store to two, it was not – it wasn't that great of a challenge. When we added the third store is when mm-hmm. we felt most of the pain. Um, and that's when I really had to start um, taking things off my plate and divvying it out. And that's when I had to ex- either accept, you know, a um, like you say, an 85 percent, or um, you know, I had to scale back and work my tail off. Um, right. And and so I've I've come to the grips of I'll take 85 percent, um, you know. And it's just in some some areas you've got to do that and, and make it happen. And even since we've started the handyman service, I've even had to take more off my plate. Um, you know, just to kind of divvy it around. And um, I'll tell you, it really makes you look at your systems and your processes and how things flow because I know how to put a put a PO in and place an order and I can do all those things and do a schedule and, and you can run the sales floor all at the same time. But asking somebody who hadn't done it their entire life to do that is uh, is unreasonable. Yep, that's exactly right. I have a good friend who's a farmer in Kansas, and he's talking about just he's got a hired man teaching teaching him how to be a farmer. And he says it takes four <laughs> years before like he's up to date on how to be a farmer, and it's very mm-hmm. that's, I could see that totally. Maybe not four years in a hardware store, but a good year, solid year. Just the, I mean, as you know, you could probably sit back and look at some of the skew and see the abbreviation, and you're like, oh, I know what exactly that is. And you get a new person like I have no idea what I, what that what I'm looking at right here, you know. Uh, just, Absolutely. just those weird things that it just takes years to learn. Uh, well, I mean, just but, uh, for example, uh, ACENET, searching something on ACENET. Right, right. That, that is a skill that you have to acquire. Yeah, um, exactly. And I, I hate that we have to say that, but, I mean, it's not Google, so it doesn't pick it up, and you, you've got to kind of understand. And uh, uh, the same thing with Epicor, searching something in there is challenging. Exactly. Yeah, there's a the whole thing with, with – Learning how to scale a business. I, I hear about it all the time, uh, just retailers. Uh, and they get every, Obviously, anybody can do whatever they want, but, you know, they're just working their butts off, and they're just working, burn both ends of the candle, and uh, that's fine. I'm I, more proud of those people doing that, but if you want to grow, you got to let go of some things, and you got to learn to let go. Uh, you just can't, just can't hold on tight to things, and, and you got to let people make mistakes, and that's hard for some people to do that's for sure <laughs> absolutely yeah just got to put a uh at least have enough of a finger on it so that you're not uh making hundred thousand dollar mistakes um, right exactly it's five hundred dollar exactly. mistakes yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly um i'm going to talk about leadership here what, what's some uh what would you describe your leadership style as and how are you continuing to learn and get better with your leadership uh, as, as far as a leader, I'll tell you, I've, um, I've grown significantly in the, probably in the past two years um, in, in that aspect of um, I've figured out my weaknesses and um, tried to hire those, those folks that have stronger points. Our operations manager, um, he'll tell you night and day, um, I'm a terrible coach. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not good at, you know, praising people and, and, and doing that thing. I'm always looking at what could we have done better and how could we have done it better. But he offsets that and he's a great coach and he can, you know, he can really, um, 
bring the morale up in the in the stores, and he can he can get folks to do things that uh, I necessarily can't. So as far as my leadership skills go, it's you know I I've learned to delegate and put clear expectations in there and 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 lead them in a way that they understand um, what expectations are and and kind of build the systems to help somebody who probably has better ideas than I do. Um, but they don't know how to implement them or, or really get them into a system. But, you know, helping them to um, help the business grow, even though they really don't know that they're doing that. Right. Um, and so we've um, we've done a lot of that. And that's, that's in the past um, 8 to 12 months, um, we really have started it. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think has been a incredible piece uh, in the organization is I created a frustration worksheet. Uh, and it's basically... It's got it's about three pages of questions, and when you come across something that's frustrating, uh, it identifies, hey, what's the problem? Is it me? Is it somebody else? Or is it the lack of a system? And they go through, yeah. and if somebody fills one out, it goes to a manager, goes to whoever, and then we end up implementing a system for it to take that frustration off the plate. Uh, for whoever yeah. it may be, a cashier, a store manager, you know, it could be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we figure that out and try to create a system, so we've got um, – Things going in place and, and trying to fix those. Um, right. So it's. I like that. Uh, so what are all the like? What are the questions that are on that thing? Well, I mean, the, the first one is identifying. Hey, why is this a frustration? Um, you know, is it a lack of? Is it a people problem? Is it a me problem? Or is it a a lack of a system problem? And then it goes into okay, you know, what's what could we have done, or what could we do to make this frustration not go away? And I can't remember them all here. There's probably 15 yeah. questions on there that uh, they kind of go through, and and basically somebody fills that out, they they report it and send it to whoever their supervisor is or their leader, and it just kind of walks its way up, and then eventually um, uh, we collaborate and and create something to take that off. Now. Um, Obviously, you could create, you could fill out 15 of these a day. Um, so we don't, we don't make it. Hey, the bathroom's dirty. That's not a frustration. We we understand right. that we don't have to fill out a sheet for that. But you know, uh, back when dot com first hit, um, it really exploded this year. We figured out we had some key frustrations with how we were handling them. You know, um, they weren't getting done properly. They weren't in the right place. You know, people, we were fumbling the ball too much. And, right. you know, so we revamped that and we put a system in place. And now it's it's pretty on key. And, and we get an order in and it's taken care of in 15 to 30 minutes. Um, and that's, that's our benchmark we've set in there to make sure that we are satisfying. Because a new customer shops with us online, we want to make sure we make a good impression. Um, so it's just one of those key things that we got to do. Gotcha. So what happened in the last two years that we were like, you know what, I need to get more on track my leadership? Did you just realize it, or did you were like, I went to a, you went to Pinnacle, and you're like, I just need to do better, or, or what happened? Well, I, there was two things happening. Number one, I was I was burning the candle on both ends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we went to three stores, I figured out I was, this isn't working. Um, I'm not going to do this for the next 30 years of my life, and so I. Uh, <laughs> did that I actually reached out I I did hire a business coach and um you know I've been working with them for about a year now and uh that's helped tremendously on on helping me grow and identifying some of my weaknesses that I need to work on or fill in the gaps some way or another um and, and so that that significantly helped me That's good Um yeah I like that um, so you added that when you went to three, um, that was two years ago, were you working in both stores before then? I was um, I was not working in, in both stores. I was visiting both stores at least, you know, I, my office was in one location, and I was at the other location at least two days a week, maybe half a day. Uh, but I was there, you know, two days a week and, and trying to um, – I was trying to help them grow and get things done, but then when we opened the third location, I'm like, all right, I can't be in all these locations, um, you know, at the same time. I do visit all the stores on a regular basis. Um, that's yeah. one thing that I actually implemented in. I, it, 
it's it's a challenge when you go from this is a family-owned and operated business, then all of a sudden you get to three locations and people walk in and go, but there's no family here. Um, yeah. And and so I I wanted to keep away from that at least to be able to have a relationship with um, all the different team members we have. I mean there's there's so many here and it actually impacted me. It hit me um, back in May. I would call one of the stores and somebody answer the phone and I'd go, who are you? Um, you know, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, honestly, I was thinking back in my head of, I don't even know who this person is. Um, and you know, that kind of hit me as, all right, I've got to get back to the ground and, and, and get to know these folks. So we've, we've implemented a couple of things to help with that and, and, um, making sure that, uh, the relationship's still there and, yep. and I, everybody knows who I am and, and knows who we are and, and what we stand for and kind of what we're here trying to do. Yep. That's hard when you grow. Um, it's just you start getting more and more people, and I, I'm a thin deal. You know, I got a couple of people I met like once or twice. You know, it's like it's just not the same as having a, a direct relationship with that person, and it's easily to easier to influence them, right? When you're there all the time and talking to them, uh, but these people might don't have that anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, I used to know you know spouses' names, kids' names. You know yep. it, what school they're going to, what they're majoring in. You'd know everything about them, and and nowadays I can't even remember their last name. Uh, I hope they were in a name tag so I can identify. Um, <laughs> you know, we put. I actually made uh, uh, made them start. We use Epicor scheduling. We're not using uh, um, Deputy yet, but uh, I made them all have to put a picture an actual picture of them up idea. on the scheduler yeah. so before I walk in a store I could see who's on staff and their picture and then I can at least in the 10 minutes there I, I can remember their name and and uh, do that it's it, it's a bad thing and I hate to admit it but um, I'm just bad with names in, in general so it's, uh, it's something I got to do to help with that I like uh, David and Mike Mike Crape they uh, they every new hire I believe they sit down and talk to them and interview them a little bit which I think that's a really good idea. It's just hard sometimes, but I like the the idea of doing that. Like, hey, well, I'm the owner. We just, yeah, and and I agree with that. We we just started. Actually, had our first one two weeks ago. We're going to start okay. doing a quarterly uh, orientation class. Um, basically, where it's once a quarter. If you were hired within the last ninety days, you're required to attend. And um, the leadership team is all there, and we just kind of go through, introduce ourselves. Everybody's there. It takes about two and a half, three hours. You know, who are we? What do we do? Some high points of the company, and um, just get to know them a little bit. I mean, it's it's great that we had 18, and I think we had 16, actually, in our last class, and I got to know them all. And it was just great that I got to know them, a little bit of their personality. And so I can have a conversation with them that's meaningful the next time I see them. Right. No, that's a good idea. I like that. Do you, when you do that, are you, like, going over your values and all that stuff and then letting them share as well, or is it more just interviewing them, like talking to them? No, no, no. We go over. We've um, we actually created a a booklet that kind of hits the high points, um, our core values, you know, our mission, our mm-hmm. uh, brand promise, kind of the the hierarchy of how the company works and how it flows. We hit you know the high points on, you know, what um, ACE rewards, the sales process. Uh, you know, what do we do? You know, you shop online and you can buy online, pick up in store, can we shift your house, we deliver, you know, just hit the high points on, on right. most of the things. We don't try to overwhelm right. them because we know it's not all going to stick. <laughs> right. um, but we try to get the high points in there and then, you know, give them time to ask questions. I mean, get to personally know me, you know, who am right. I? Um, and I'm not just some random guy that sits in an office somewhere and, and you never see. <laughs> um, I actually have a personality as well. <laughs> Do you come in like a drill sergeant and start yelling at them? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to. In fact, I, I, uh, I, I try my best not to raise my voice. No, but uh, no, it's uh, it, it, it's just good. It, it's comfortable. In the last since we had that, um, you know, I visited all the stores. And it, was, it was so good to, with the ones that were there. I remembered their names. I didn't have to look them up because yeah. we had that time together, um, and so I could actually, you know. Hey, how's school going? How's this? How's that? How's your wife? You know, whatever. And, and it's just, it's it's nice to be able to have, have that relationship. Yeah, I've had that discussion with my marriage before. I, I forget sometimes how much power 
<laughs> and it sounds bad, but power that I have, right? It's like I'm the big right. boss, right? You know, and you come into a store and you're like, hey, Johnny, good to see you. Hey, you look, you look like you've been working hard and how's the kids? You know, it's like such a big deal to, you know, a part-time employee or, you know, an hourly wage earner that, you know, the big boss knows stuff about them and has a relationship. I, yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. It's almost like you guys are yep. doing part of that is like you're onboarding instead of like an individual onboarding. You can just do it together, which is a good idea too. Right, and, and it brings the it brings the the crew together. It also they feed off each other. So mm-hmm. with the sixteen we had in that class during the week, you know, some of them are shy and they're not going to speak up, but but others it, they fed off the conversation and it opened them up a little more because they had some peers around them as opposed to just a one on one with me. Um, you know, and so it wasn't as intimidating. No, I like that. That's good. Good stuff, Cole, good stuff. Uh, Any kind of technology you guys are using in the store that is kind of outside the norm, apps or whatnot? No, not really. I mean, uh, we're on Epicor, obviously, using Mango, Margin Mm -hmm. Master. Um, You know, we're – we just did – we did the Vonage phones a couple – Back at the last show, I think, so we've been on Vonage for about a year. Been pretty helpful, the fact that we were able to get all of our Zebra devices to be um, handhelds, basically a um, wireless phone. Good. Yeah, um, I noticed when I called in, it went to, like, a directory. Is that – that's – from there, I, I just typed your number in. But from there, do you, can you choose what store to call into? Is that how that works? So it you get a recording when you call into the store, and then, you know, it's it's – uh, one for hours and directions, and two for a sales associate, three for um, the store manager, four for accounts receivable and accounts payable, and so forth and so on. Um, right. It's actually in there too. They can click to get the handyman service if they want to. Gotcha. Um, but basically, yeah, we just put that in. You, you can't actually call in and say, "I want this store, or this store." You have to call that store. Now we can transfer between the stores, um, gotcha. which is nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But it took, you know, the amount of calls that. Um, go downstairs from vendors or accounts receivable, accounts payable. It took that many calls off the plates of the cashiers and sales associates. It was amazing yeah. how many calls they were they were getting, and now that's just redirected elsewhere, and they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I it drives me nuts. I don't know a better way that like having cashiers answering calls, um, because you know, especially this past spring, I'm gonna have cashiers answering calls with, you know. 15 people online. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have an answer. Yeah. I'm just talking. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And, and in honesty, I hated the aspect because I didn't want the automated answering service. I felt like that was big box in it kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And it felt, you know, it didn't feel like your local hardware store. But um, I got over that and it's, you know, it's been nice. Um, I don't get calls all the time. Uh, most of the vendors, um, they click for the store manager instead of, you know, to come to my right. extension. So it's, that makes it cool. nice. And, and <laughs> you can use the app and I can, you know, if I'm on vacation, I can turn it on if I want to. I oh, don't nice. typically, but you know, um, I got it on my phone. So I can check voice, you know, do everything remote. So it's, it, right. it's convenient. That's good. Um, so what's your, uh, favorite part of the store that you like to work in? What's your expertise? Is it plumbing? I, I you mentioned plumbing earlier. You know, plumbing, I would say plumbing, but in all honesty, um, you know, the grilling stuff. Um, my wife gets on to me because at one point we had four grills on the deck, and she's like, really, four grills? Why do we have four grills? And I'm like, well, if we're going to sell them, i got to understand them. So I need to bring one home. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, I enjoy grilling. Um, you know, we'll use um, – uh, I'll use my Traeger at least four times a week. Um, mm-hmm. The Blackstone's now getting quite a bit of use since I took one of those home, um, but that's that's probably my favorite uh, right there. Um, but I'm comfortable in most of the store, um, you know. Just what, uh, what are the, actually what are the other two grills that you have? You... Um, I've got Traeger Blackstone. I've got a uh, just a Weber uh, kettle, and then a big uh, green egg. Gotcha. And uh, how many bottles of rub do you have in your in your? <laughs> There's actually a container uh, in the pantry that has probably 
40 or 50 in there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, bring another one home. What are you doing? We have no, this I wanted to try this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You got to try it before you can sell it. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. Uh, are your parents involved anymore? I know you said you bought them out. Are they still coming in the store and, and helping, or are they completely out? No, they're... Um, my mom still does the books. Um, she is um, stayed on, and um, really, it was one of those things. I said, "Hey, I, I probably need you to stay on and continue the books while we get this third store figured out, mm-hmm. um, because this is going to be a challenge. I don't want to go hire a bookkeeper while I'm trying to get this done." So she's still in that role, thankfully. Um, two years later, two and a half. Um, Dad's he's completely out. I mean, when I say he's out, he's still. He knows what's going on in the business, but he doesn't come in. Um, I actually set up a home office for her so they can work from home and, and do whatever they need to do so they can travel and, and uh, um, really do whatever. So we kind of we set it up that way. Um, but, uh, you know, Dad's always in the harbor business, I guess. Right. So when you were growing up, did you do anything specifically, like, to get you in the store when you were little or to try to – push you toward coming into the stores no actually uh in all honesty i never took a paycheck out of the harbor stores until i came home from college um i was the one both my brothers did it in high school they came and worked you know after school and on the weekends and i didn't i went a different route um i really was a true blown i'm not going to be going to the family business and um lo and behold here i am but uh you know we had to and of course um in Tennessee, if it snows, the the world shuts down. Um, and so we always hated when it snowed back when we were in school. We'd get out of school, but that meant we had to get up earlier and ride to work with Dad because nobody was going to show up to work. So um, we, uh, you know, so I, I did that kind of thing, but uh, right. I never actually was on the payroll until um, my adult life. Gotcha. What about now? You have kids, right? Are you? I do not. You, no, sir. You don't have any kids. Well, gotcha. I, so I think I was thinking I. Uh, I saw that on Facebook. It must have been somebody else. Well, never mind. Forget that question. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you guys do for advertising? Are you using um, print still, or are you just all digital? Now we're uh, obviously we're a lot of funds towards Local Act. We've been using it since uh, for about a year now. Uh, we mm-hmm. jumped on it pretty early. Um, we did uh, last year. We cut out uh, all of our circulars. Um, so it's a majority of it's digital. Um, we'll still do, uh, obviously the ACE rewards mailers. Um, but then, uh, that spectrum piece that they do quarterly, that's, you can use the co-op for, we, we like to mm-hmm. do that at least two quarters a year. Um, in fact, we're testing, uh, in October next week, we're going to have, uh, one of those hit one side of its hardware, the other side's handyman. Um, just to kind of see what kind of traffic we can get off of that and see if we get the same results. We always have pretty good results with the hardware side on that, um, with that Spectrum piece, with the multiple coupons and everything. So uh, we're running with that. We do, you know, social media. um, With our dealer group this year, we did a deal with uh, Velasquez with some digital stuff um, that seems to be doing fairly well. Uh, So that's kind of where our dollars are being spent. How many people are in your, uh, your ad group? How many stores? Uh, it's only like 13, 12 or 13. It's just, a, the Nashville, just the Nashville area then? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a couple outside. Um, we're, I mean, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but we are not a great dealer group. Um, I, I co-chair that with, with another uh, retailer, and, and it just uh, has never really taken off the way it should. I'm, I'm envious of these other dealer groups that uh, work together so well. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I'm a I'm a dealer group leader, and we're I would say we're close, but we don't do a lot together. Of course, now Nebraska is quite large, um, right. and so we're spread out. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to influence uh, other people, and they got different whys and why they're doing things and just to try to get on to do things um, together. Um, and I understand why it's so hard. You've got, you yeah. got all kinds of age range, age ranges to begin with, right? you got guys who have been doing their thing for 60 years, and then you got, like, 
me, I've been here 10 years and I haven't like, "Eh, I don't think we should do that. So it's just, uh, right. It can be difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. what do you think about the, uh, the A shows we've had digitally? How'd those go for you? So this, this show in the fall was obviously tremendously better than the spring. Um, Uh and, and so kudos to Ace for what they did. I, I thought it was, uh, is about as good as you could do with a virtual show. Um, you know, I, there was um, it was good I, back in the spring. It was it was. I understand they only had what three weeks to put it together back in the spring. So, right. Yeah. Um, that's just a challenge. Um, yeah. And and I get it. Uh, I think in honesty, at the spring show, uh, I may have spent two hours looking at it, and that's it. Um, but at this fall show, I actually dedicated uh, what was it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and and you know I kind of split my time off just like I would have been out of town at the show. Um, and went around and, you know, took care of the things I need to take care of. Of course, you miss the, just the conversations, the face-to-face. That's, you just can't replace it. Um, And and I'll tell you the other thing, you you can't find new products. Um, You know, it's just, you can try to click through on all of it, but you just can't find new products. Um, So hopefully we'll be back to uh, in-person shows soon. Um, but uh, I thought it was much better this fall than it was in the spring. Definitely. I mean, for what they put together in the spring in three weeks, that's is pretty impressive. But, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, this fall is much better. But I completely agree. Uh, you missed the relationships. Um, you just, you know, now after doing it for two, two shows, you just realize how important that is. Uh, oh, yeah. To, to uh, dealers, you know. Uh, just finding out what's going on and talking about their struggles. It's just, and that's why Powell's always been such a great thing too, because you're making those relationships with uh, the younger mm-hmm. people that, and I, I've always said, you know, the Powell group, I'm like, I'm going to know these people are another 30 years of my life, you know, and so I'll see them two or three times, four times a year um, and building those relationships. And it's just good for ACE overall to build those relationships up. And then again, like what you said, Finding pro- new products is virtually impossible <laughs> digitally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is. There's and there's uh, there's a lot to it. I mean, I I don't know about you, but when I come back from an A show, you know, go to Orlando or Chicago, or whatever, you're gone for three or four days. You you know, you have nice meals and do whatever you do as your extracurriculars while you're there. I mean, you come back a little bit re-energized. Yeah. Um, and and I didn't feel that after a virtual show. Um, didn't come back, you know, it was, it was just kind of like, well, I'm going home for the day and, and, and I'll be back in the morning. You know, it was just a little bit different feel. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, what do you think? Do you think, uh, the stores will continue to run these 20 to 30% up the next, next years? Is is this a new normal, uh, for a stores or is it going to kind of eventually the slow decline back to where we were eventually? Well, you know, it's, um, I think Ace is hitting the hitting the mark here. We've got to capitalize on these new Ace Reward customers that we've gotten in the doors. Um, you know, somebody who shopped with us for the first time in 2020, we've got to make sure that we capture them for life. Um, I was looking over, and, and so far year-to-date between my three stores, we've got 7,100 new Ace Reward customers. Um, and that right there alone, I think, can take us now. Are we going to be up 20% next year? I'd love it, but I'm realistic, and I don't think that's possible. Uh, it's, I don't think it's realistic. So, um, you know, do I want to be 5% up? Yes. Um, that, that's actually um, our goal is to be 5% up next year um, over this year. I mean, I think it's a realistic expectation, and if mm-hmm. we we gear up and we've got the inventory and we capitalize on the new, new customers and, and really take advantage of the opportunity that's been placed in our lap, then I think we can capture that. Yeah, I agree. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it. I mean, it is. It, you know, how do you how do you forecast it? Um, you know, do you do you buy as many Weber grills and big green eggs <laughs> as you sold this year? Or do we? You know, and because it it really can be. It it can be a. Obviously, we're. Um, uh, I guess most of us. I should say not all of us, but most of us are sitting on more capital than we ever have before. Um, so, you know, obviously spending that capital wisely and putting it in places that need to be put. And 
I think inventory is uh, the place we got to invest a lot of it into. So we're doing that, and we're, you know, going to gear up for a spring season that um, we really don't know what it's going to hold. Yeah. Uh, you looking for a four store now too? Why you got all this extra inv- extra capital? Not right now. <laughs> uh, you know, in all honesty, um, r- right now we've got uh, we've got to focus. We want to remodel two of our locations next year. Um, we need to do um, the building. One of the buildings is the, the our main store. The building's tired. I mean, it's been around for a while. Um, so it, it, it needs an overhaul. So we'd like to do that. Um, we're thinking about it, the other location, uh, doing an overhaul and then as well as, um, maybe enclosing our front porch, which will add about a 2000 square feet to the building. So we're, we're looking at some, you know, some capital investments like that, um, that, uh, might be able to grow the current locations we're in. Um, plus we're, we're putting some, kind of gearing towards the handyman service and we want to push it a little bit and and see what it'll do for us um we're not currently the territory doesn't expand throughout the entire middle tennessee market we're just in one territory so we'd like to grow that a little bit so um fourth store is not on the (laughs) short-term list um but it is on the long-term list yes okay that's good (laughs) well i guess it doesn't matter three there's nothing wrong with having three stores especially if you're running and making money it's a good deal. Um, let's see. What uh, what's your favorite customer store? You got any good ones? Oh, good grief! Um, you can probably think of a hundred of them. I know you're going to ask this question, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many out there that you build weird stuff or whatever, but. Um, I'll tell you the 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 best story that that comes to mind is um this has probably been fifteen years ago. I mean, I was fairly fresh into it. We had a gentleman that lived just right not two blocks away from the store that was blind uh and he would walk to the store great customer actually became a a friend um and uh, we got to know him we would deliver stuff for him and and help him out, but he'd come walking in and and one day he did. He walked in, and there was he didn't realize it, but there was a store full of customers, and he's obviously got a cane. You can see he's a walking stick, and he's blind, and he says, Hey, Cole, I need a chainsaw. And and I just laughed, and I thought, You don't need a chainsaw. And he's like, No, seriously. And he, he bought a chainsaw. Um, and I was shocked that a blind man was buying a chainsaw, but he did. And he uh, we showed him how to use it, and he was good enough, I guess, with uh, – his other senses that he was able to do it without hurting himself. So um, oh, he bought a chainsaw and went home and used it. And uh, so he was still around the next couple of weeks. Have you ever been inside his house? Are there just like holes everywhere inside of his house? <laughs> no. I'll tell you, with that customer, though, it was immaculate. He had a big shop out back, and he was into trains. And he had the most detailed train. I mean, I'm talking, really? this thing must have been $50,000 worth of model trains in this thing you know two or two or three thousand square foot shop that he had deep and the, the detail was incredible for I, I just don't know how he did it um it was that's it was crazy. pretty immaculate mm-hmm. that's cool that's cool let's see what, what outside of ac or is your passion what are you into <laughs> do you have anything outside of ac at the store all the time you broke up on me there, little Blake. What'd you okay. say? What's the, what's your passion outside of Ace? Do you have any hobbies outside of Ace that you're into? Um, absolutely. Yeah, we're uh, big outdoors folks. Um, I duck hunt quite a bit. Um, in fact, I'm in the good, uh, the perfect business for duck season. It's good during December and January uh, <laughs> when our business is very slow. So uh, I live in Arkansas during that time, but. Um, you know, we do everything. My, my wife and I have horses, so, um, you know, we'll go out and ride horses and um, do just about anything outdoors. So um, do a little bit of fishing, and, uh, you know, that's a, that's about all the time allows uh, right. for us to do. When you get into hunting and fishing and um, taking care of some property, it, it takes up takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. Do you guys do uh, anything with your community? Um Absolutely. I mean, you know, we do. Yeah, we do all kinds of things. Obviously, with uh, CMNs, uh, you know, a big one that we do uh, and take care of them. But 
Uh, we try to sponsor a, a a baseball team, softball team, soccer team every year at one of the stores. Um, you know, we've got uh, we're in with the Boy Scouts uh, and the Girl Scouts. They'll sell, Girl Scouts sell cookies outside, um, and we try to. Of course, this year we couldn't do it, but um, we try to get um, at least a couple times a year get the Boy Scouts up to do a fundraiser. They sell hot dogs or hamburgers, and you know we provide the food and the grill and everything, and you know try to stay within that. Um, uh, we're in with some. Uh, some of the other small charities that, uh, you know, do work on some homes and that kind of thing that we try to help donate and help out with, uh, you know, a little bit, but, uh, always room for opportunity there. I'm always right. thinking, how can we, how can we improve the community or be an asset to the community more than we already are? Yeah, um, that's good. So it's definitely something we need to work on. I have one question and follow-up question is what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? And how many do you buy when they're out front of your store? <laughs> Tagalongs. <laughs> Tagalongs, okay. Isn't that the one with the peanut butter in it? I think so. I don't, I haven't bought okay. a whole lot. I, I mean, I, uh, well, oh, you can't go you can't go wrong with the mint ones. Or the the mint ones, ones you can't go wrong at all. No. Yeah. I tell you what they do actually, and this is bad, is they always because there's you know there's three different groups at each store. They. And I tell them not to do it, but they send me a care package every time for letting them come <laughs> set up at the store. So they'll all send me like six boxes of cookies, and like they hand deliver it uh, to me. So I'm always like sticking them in the break room, trying to get them downstairs. You know, if I'll open a sleeve up and put it downstairs, it'll be gone in a minute. Um, right. So I try to keep those out of my office. But um, yeah, that's a problem. That's great. Uh, what's your What's your favorite or some nice stores you've been to, or your favorite A stores you've been to that Everybody should go visit sometime. Um, I'll tell you. Um, I'm trying to think. I've been in so many A stores. It's kind of hard to say which ones are uh, the. You know, they're so cool. I, I'll tell you. There's there's some stores down in Florida that are pretty cool. Uh, when they get into the um, into the fishing and the you know, really get into those some of those niches. Um, I find it those are those are some cool stores. Um the um Tom Glenn's got a store down there that's um that's pretty nice down in Chattanooga that uh, I've been in several times uh that that I like but I haven't traveled as much as I really want to. I've, it's typically it's one of those things wherever I vacation I just go look at a few stores. Right. Um and uh try to get out and about just like, you know, everybody does, I'm sure. Um but uh I'm not real sure on that one other than those those couple. No, that's good. That's good. What are the stores down in Florida that you're that you're talking about? You there, I can't I I'm trying to of course I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um they've got um Sunshine. Sunshine, Sunshine. has got gotcha. several several stores down there. I think sure. they're up to seven or eight or ten. I don't know how many they've got, but uh, they've got it? some nice stores down there. But that's all they got. <laughs> I know, they're I, <laughs> Yeah. Uh okay. Who should we interview next or who do you who do you want to hear from that we should interview? Um I'll tell you as far as retailers go, um I know you're trying to um keep it within PAL and I don't know how much you want to jump out of it or not, but you know, I wouldn't mind hearing from um you know somebody that runs one of these um these bigger stores uh, as far as the larger chains just to kind of see how they yeah. how they work um you know somebody what's is you know somebody that uh, is running something um uh you know Costells has got a bunch Rockies has got a bunch you know obviously Westlake you know somebody like that that uh, I just wonder what they've got to say I don't know it'd be interesting to kind of hear behind the scenes with them yep I like that and then, and I think I've heard somebody say before, I wouldn't mind hearing, you know, some from some of the ACE executives. Um, yeah. You know, getting them a personal one-on-one, just to kind of get to know them a little better. Yeah, we have that. That's on our plan to do. Uh, we'll, we'll, I think we'll get around to that here in the next next year. And uh, Ryan and I had a good discussion on where we want to take this Powell podcast and basically start a season two kind of thing and try to make it a little better. Uh, try not to wait two months every time to do a right. interview. 
<laughs> well, I think what we've been trying to do this for six months now. Um, it, it, it's since uh, I talked to you at the Pinnacle Conference, so yeah, since February, so, and so eight months, yeah, eight months, yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it is what it is. We're we're running stores. We're we're involved with all kinds of things, and uh, we can make it work. We make it work, and uh, that's that's what's fun about a podcast. You can just listen to it whenever you want. And same with the interviews. Like we were made, we squeezed them in in an hour, even though I was an hour late or uh, ten minutes late. But <laughs> I was thinking it was at three instead of two. So, <laughs> anything yeah, else you want to add, Cole? Anything else you want to add? Do you want to say that I didn't ask you or get out there? You know, I don't. I don't think there's anything else. I appreciate y'all putting this together. I've I've enjoyed listening to them, and um, I, I don't know that I've hit them all. It's uh, I need to set it up, I guess, to get a notification every time y'all put a new one out there. But yeah, exactly, uh, I enjoy. You better it. set it up now so when your shows up, you can listen to it. Oh yeah, that's that's what I want to do on my 45 minute drive home. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, all right, sounds good. Thanks, Cole. I appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk. And it's it's good meeting you out there. And I look forward to talking to you again. Hopefully, this spring. Um, Excellent. We all get get together in Dallas, right? That's a little nudge towards the ace people. Make it happen. Yes. In Dallas. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely need to make it happen. Absolutely, Blake. It was good to talk with you, and I appreciate it. You too. Thanks, Cole. See ya. All right. Have a good day. See you. Yeah. Bye.